the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We had the horrible uh, murders in uh, Santa Barbara over the weekend of a college student uh, who murdered six. Uh, it, it, it drives me nuts whenever they say seven were left dead, including the murderer. I would love to know. I would. I really would. If somebody could figure this out, I will. I will. Uh, I will give you a gift. <laughs> if somebody could figure out the very first time the murderer was counted among the dead in a murder situation. I, I, it's it's got to be, there's no question in my mind it's got to be in the 70s, maybe late 60s, but I would love to know where it began. It is so morally bizarre, as if, as if that matters. I mean, can you imagine a, a war count like that? They, they never did that. They said, you know, U.S. forces killed the following number of Germans or the following number of Japanese in, in, you know, in World War II. They didn't give a total count, including U.S. casualties. You want to know who, who was killed. In that, in that case, it was a moral killing. In this case, immoral killing. Anyway, he has left a 140-something a word, uh, a, a page, excuse me, manifesto. Uh, which uh, has uh, I've read uh, chunks of. Uh, he is uh, th- this, uh, this spectacularly terrible human being was as classic a victim as I have in his own eyes. He was a victim of everyone, and particularly his in his case, he was a victim of girls not wanting to be with him and especially not wanting to have sex with him this this was he this was his great resentment and he couldn't understand why given the fact that he had $300 uh, sunglasses and a uh, a beautiful BMW coupe give you an idea of of how empty an individual he was this this really uh, didn't make any sense to him. I want to I want to talk about this uh, issue for uh, a couple of segments here because I have said over and over that nothing leads to more evil than people who perceive themselves primarily as victims, or even worse, groups that perceive themselves primarily as victims. Victimhood seems to confer upon a person or a group a a level of behavior that transcends moral concerns. I am a victim, therefore the normal good and evil values do not apply to me because I have been hurt by life and therefore I can lash out and do whatever I want. This guy is, of course, the classic example uh, of this type of thinking. 
There is a lot on the Internet about how this was a, a misogynist and this is a real problem. Feminist, uh, feminist uh, websites have uh, been all a flutter here about this. You see, this is an example because he wanted to kill women because they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't date him and they they wouldn't have sex with him, and he was very angry about being a virgin. I will have something to say about that uh, as well in a moment. There is something that nobody. In fact, I'll say it right now. Here is what you have. Uh, what I've seen on websites. Ah, uh, uh, another another male. Which is true, by the way. Males, it's always males that that commit, virtually always males who commit mass murder. In fact, it's almost always males that commit murder, period. And more men are murdered by men, not in mass murders, but more men are murdered by men, period. Okay. Uh, Another one, that it's a gun. That's very frequently a gun, although it's increasingly frequent that it is a knife as well. All right, that is true. Uh, This guy hated women. Uh, that is true, but he didn't just hate women. He hated the men who got women. That's very important. He hated them as much. And remember, his first victims were, were all male. But you know what is never mentioned? And uh, <laughs> it, it, won't, it, it is so distant from people's minds that when I say it, a lot of people will think, what? What does that have to do with anything? How about this? They're all irreligious. That uh, is that like uh, worth mentioning? Is that worth mentioning? It's uh, this is this goes with it, it. It doesn't occur to people because the the brainwash of our society is that secular is normal and secular is good, but that has not been true through human history. To have, to have no God and no religion in your life is the, is the abnormal in history. This man, this man represented the, the quintessence of emptiness, of, of, of superficiality, of no depth. Of, of thinking that a, a BMW coupe or $300 Gucci sunglasses, these were, these were important things in life. He, was, he gives new meaning to the word vapid, which is the best word for empty that I can think of. Uh, and and they take this fascination that he, he had with virginity. He was angry that he, that he was a virgin. What was he, 21 years old? Or whatever he was. 22 years old. And he, he was very angry about that. And I, I was thinking at the, you know, how many religious kids in college actually hold virginity before marriage, the virginity until marriage, to be actually an ideal? So he he held what a lot of religious kids hold, whether they live by it or not, at least they hold it as a value. They hold virginity until marriage as a as an asset, as something beautiful, and he held it as a curse worthy of causing him to murder people. 
But hey, right, we're supposed to believe that it makes no difference that a whole generation was raised godless and religionless. That has no effect. So they'll all talk about the generalities of males. They'll talk about the generalities uh, of of, uh, misogyny, hatred of women, the generality of using guns. Uh, But they won't talk, they won't generalize about, I think, a, a, a more relevant fact. And that is how almost always, in fact, always that I recall. Do you recall, does anybody recall in the recent past, a mass murderer who went to church every week? It's not to say everybody goes to church every week is a wonderful person. I'm not an idiot. Of, of, of course they're not. But still, it's, pretty, it's a pretty important statistic. The same with the murderers in prison. So uh, he has three phases, and I won't tell you more of the tortures that he wants to inflict on the people, male and female, incidentally. He's very angry at men who have active sex lives. When they are dead, I will behead them and keep their heads in a bag, for their heads will play a major role in the final phase. The first phase will represent my vengeance against all of the men. See? All of the men. But he's going to be, he's already... Feminist websites have all taken up the cause that he was a misogynist. Even though uh, he wants to first kill all the men who, quote, have had pleasurable sex lives while I've had to suffer. Things will be fair once I make them suffer as I did. I will finally even the score. So in the first phase, he's just going to torture and murder men. The second phase will take on the day of retribution itself just before the climactic massacre. Incidentally, uh, he writes extremely well, both grammatically uh, and uh, in every other way. The second phase will represent my war on women. I will punish all females for the crime of depriving me of sex. They have starved me of sex for my entire youth and gave that pleasure to other men. In doing so, they took many years of my life away. The final phase of the Day of Retribution will be my ultimate showdown in the streets of Isla Vista. Now, you know, there were crazy there were crazy men in all ages, right? So let's just take American history. Every society has crazy people. American history, let's just take American history. Now, there were crazy men uh, 50 and 100 and 150, 200 years ago. But remember, your craziness, e- even if you're crazy, your craziness is still within the context of the culture of your time. And, you know, remember, he's not saying I'm going to kill all Martians who are visiting Earth. Then he, then I would say he's bona fide. Then I would say he's, a, he's bona fide nuts. But remember, this is within his, his evil, uh, as I prefer to craziness, but I, I don't care which word you use right now, is within the context of a culture. The culture of 50, 100 years ago in the United States didn't occur to young men, even crackpots, that they had uh, a right to sex, and that if they, if women were not responding that way, we're not talking about in marriage, but if women and if women didn't respond that way, then I am a victim. So the, there is a remember there is what we call a zeitgeist. There is a spirit of the times. That, so he is. He is a product of a of of a certain form of thought too. 
it's, this, this didn't come from from nowhere. We have a forty-second uh, clip from the father of the murderer. Let's uh, who is a, uh, a big director in Hollywood. Let's let's hear him. Chris was a really great kid. Ask anyone who knew him. His death has left our family lost and broken. Why did Chris die? Chris died because of craven, irresponsible politicians and the NRA. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the father? Wait, is this the father of the murderer or father of a victim? Oh, it's the father of a victim. Okay, for some reason I thought you had said the father. You said the father, so I thought. Okay, folks, I introduced it incorrectly. This is a a father of a victim. Let's start it again because that that was a, a misunderstanding. Chris was a really great kid. Ask anyone who knew him. His death has left our family lost and broken. Why did Chris die? Chris died because of craven, irresponsible politicians and the NRA. They talk about gun rights. What about Chris's right to live? When will this insanity stop? When will enough people say, stop this madness? We don't have to live like this. Too many have died. We should say to ourselves, not one more. Thank you. That's it. I'd like to ask him, though, a year from now, or ask those of you who didn't lose a child, and I and I mean this uh, quite quite openly, what laws would you like us to pass that would have stopped this? The only law that would have stopped this would have been, no, which would, and it wouldn't have stopped it in my opinion, but the only possible law is no American outside of law enforcement can own a weapon. That's the only one, and then there's a very good chance he would have bought it illegally. But, and and because people who want to murder are not stopped by, well, oh, I want to murder, but I won't murder because it's very difficult to, or it's against the law to obtain a gun. It's hard to imagine that that would be the case. I, I don't, I don't know, frankly, and I, I, I wish I did. I don't know. In fact, I do know. I do know this, that it is not possible to stop all of this. The The war against evil is, is the longest ongoing war in human history. Nobody has figured out a way. Well, to a certain extent, I think I, think I do have a way. I'm, I'm a big believer that inculcating moral direction emanating from a belief that there is a judging God uh, is the best way to do it. That's why I mentioned that the unmentionable. I mentioned it's not that it's unmentionable in a politically correct sense, although there is that element. It's that it's it's not mentioned. It's not even thought of. Gee, all these people are so, they're radically secular. Let me read uh, more from... uh...
a manifesto here. To make me feel more confident, my mother provided me with a better car to drive in Santa Barbara, a BMW 3 Series Coupe. I had always wanted this since I cared a lot about my appearance. I had been asking my parents for a more upper-class car ever since I found out that there was a car hierarchy and that some students at my college drove better cars than others. Now I was one of the students with a better, high-class car. Very shortly after, here's another element, and this I'm sure some people will latch on to this too. Very shortly after my seventh birthday, the news came. I believe it was my mother who told me that she and my father were getting a divorce. I was absolutely shocked, outraged, and above all, overwhelmed. This was a huge, life-changing event. My life would change forever after this. The family I grew up with has split in half, and from then on, I would grow up in two different households. I remember crying. So he... uh, he he has a litany of reasons he's a victim. Divorced parents, which he joins, what, 50 million other Americans having divorced parents? And I'm not the diminishing its pain, but that it, it therefore is some sort of green light to perceive yourself as a victim the rest of your life? Then that's true about all pain, isn't it? Here's another reason he had pain. This guy has a lot. At fourth grade started, it fully dawned on me that I was the shortest kid in my class. Even the girls were taller than me. In the past, I rarely thought to it, gave a thought to it, but at this stage, I became extremely annoyed at how everyone was taller than me and how the tallest boys were automatically respected more. Along with being short, I was physically weak compared to other boys my age. Even boys younger than me were stronger. This vexed me to no end. Next next uh, issue. By nature, I am a very jealous person. At the age of nine, my jealous nature sprung to the surface. During play dates, a friend would have other friends over as well, and I would feel very jealous and upset when he paid more attention to them. Feeling left out, I would find a quiet corner and start crying. Jealousy and envy, those are two feelings that would dominate my entire life and bring me immense pain. Jealousy and envy. Remember the, uh, are those, is either one of them uh, by name, one of the seven deadly sins? I want to look that up, guys. See, this is, these are things that everybody has to combat, thinking others have it better being jealous, being envious on happiness hours have talked about jealousy and envy. Now, he was half Asian. His father's British. His mother is Asian. I came across this Asian guy who was talking to a white girl. The sight of that filled me with rage. Envy is one of the seven. There you go. You see, this is, this is the beauty of religion when it's done well. It teaches you how to fight your nature. See, that's what I've, that's what, that's what we all have to do. He had he, he was never taught how to fight his his nature. In his case, jealousy and envy and self pity and, and the rest. In somebody else's case, it's something else. It's an addiction. If you don't fight your nature, you have no chance for a good life or a happy life. I always felt as if white girls thought less of me because I was half Asian. 
But then I see this white girl at the party talking to a full-blooded Asian. I never had that kind of attention from a white girl. So now he was angry at Asian guys who got white girls. So basically he was angry at everybody. Oh, he also said that he intended to to murder his stepmother and his father. And he was obviously intelligent because he wrote extremely well. And he was a victim. He was uh, he felt he was too short, so he was angry at taller people. He felt he wasn't getting girls, so he was angry at men who succeeded getting women. He was angry at women because they wouldn't sleep with him. Uh, he was angry. Uh, he, he was angry, and he was a victim uh, constantly of of everybody. Uh, this is what uh, you 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 get from the. Uh, from the reading, the writings uh, that he put down. And I'm telling you folks, it uh, just reinforces, as I made clear last hour, one of my deepest beliefs in life, and that is that people who think of themselves as victims are going to be bad people. They're not only, they're going to be unhappy, and they're going to be bad. So it reinforces another conviction of mine that the happy make the world better and the unhappy make it worse. This guy is a living embodiment, a truly living embodiment of uh, everything that I uh, have said, or not not everything, but so much of what I have said. Is, is, it's unbelievable, actually. The victim, the unhappy, the resentful, the, the, uh, the, the conscienceless, the godless, in everything of course as i pointed out again last hour the nobody will point out they'll all talk misogyny and guns but why don't they talk about another generalization all of these mass murderers don't go to church every every week you think that that might have been uh, might have been helpful in this case it's obvious he had they had no conscience it, it was a it was a pure narcissist i am all that matters uh, and I will lash out if I am deprived of what I think is mine. I'm surprised there isn't a human right to uh, to premarital sex. Uh, I'm, uh, that why isn't there a movement to that? I mean, there might be a movement. It's uh, but it's not officially labeled as such. Now, I I also want to make it clear that it is you you can't learn from one instance about anything. All right, so. I want to make that clear. I understand that. Having said that, there are there are lessons I think that can be learned even from the outlier. Most people who think of themselves as victims are not mass murderers. I fully acknowledge that, just as you have to acknowledge that most people who have guns are not mass murderers either. But I will say this that the ratio of people who murder let's here's the way I would put it. More people who think of themselves primarily as victims do bad than people who own guns murder, okay? The ratio is infinitely higher of damage to society by those whose primary identity is that of victim than those who own guns. I'm talking legally owned guns. So if you really want, if you do want, and people will, they will, they will play this this distraught, totally understandably distraught father of a murdered son who lashes out at the NRA and at gun ownership. 
He wants to lash out because people, I understand that. I understand it. And I, and I, all I have, all I would want to do is hug him, not argue with him. But I understand he wants to lash out. People do not want to believe that their, their child was, was murdered pointlessly. Pointlessness is almost as painful as death. People don't want to believe that. That's why they don't want to believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. The idea that American history was changed by one jerk, one loser, is too too painful for people. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.